0: Hi everyone, listening to these podcasts may bring up some strong emotions for you. Please allow yourself to find a comfortable space and reasonable time afterwards for nurturing and self-care. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, in my podcast today, I'm following on from the previous episode titled, What Would It Be Like To Know You Could Truly Believe In Yourself? And I want to ask the question, what would it take to create the best possible life you could imagine, which is the topic for this podcast. I want to focus on the word life and explore what it may mean. In the Collins Dictionary, it says life is the quality which people, animals and plants have when they are not dead and which objects and substances do not have. I like the word quality and that statement which people, animals and plants have when they are not dead. To me, this is such a strong statement, that quality of life means we are not dead. We all know we are going to die sometime. However, I believe for a lot of people, that idea is so often pushed under the carpet, not to be discussed or even thought about. Let's be honest, when someone close to us dies, we start to think about our own mortality. However, it is something more likely kept hidden inside us for fear of perhaps giving that thought a momentum and then something awful happening to us. I do love creating titles for my podcasts to begin, What Would It Be Like? or in this instance, What Would It Take? They are thought-provoking words and I hope it will encourage you to begin to Think outside the square, so to speak, about where your life is heading, what you would like to experience, and how you truly want to live your life. Each of us is on a journey that is uniquely personal, a journey where we'll sometimes stumble and at other times soar. Unfortunately, those old messages and beliefs can come into play and attempt to sabotage the part where you may want to soar and keep you down when you stumbled. What would need to happen to allow the belief in you that being able to soar is attainable? Of course, I know that it may not always be possible to feel the exhilaration of achieving everything you're wanting in your life. However, to not allow a situation where you stumble to hold you down can make way for positive steps to continue working on a belief that anything is possible. I haven't always had a firm belief myself that anything is possible. Something I have disclosed in more detail in previous podcasts is that I have struggled a lot in my life, and I know that the only way I have been able to view my life in a different, more positive way, was by working on my self-talk. I guess, listening to this podcast, there could be a lot of negative self-talk going on for some, such as, creating the best possible life is easier said than done. And I would absolutely agree with that, It can be a hard slog to even think about the amazing life you are wanting to create for yourself. I would suggest then to travel lightly at your own pace. Allow time to be on your side by letting go of old baggage and beginning to embrace a new you. But how, I hear you ask. I have had a number of clients come to me over the years, struggling with their current situation, and unsure where their life is heading. I've found that, over the course of a person's life, they may not even recognise that they have, or are entitled to have, needs. Imagine an iceberg. It is usually seen as only just floating on the top of the water. However, there's so much more to it below the surface. We can look at this the same way for human interactions. What you can see becomes the behaviours. In the middle is the feelings, and right, right down the bottom is the person's needs. To have needs may have been frowned upon in life. It may have been a message that you must attend to others' needs and to think of yourself as selfish. Unfortunately, if needs are not addressed, Intense feelings can arise, followed by behaviours such as angry outbursts or withdrawing and holding all the feelings in without a resolve. There could certainly be a lot more behaviours manifesting around this, and I will leave that up to you, the listener, to think about. When clients talk about the stuck place in their life, once there has been a recognition of the grief and unresolved grief issues that have arisen in their lives. I asked them to complete an exercise in their own time titled, What do I want and how can I get it? I asked my clients to make headings, drawing a line down the middle of the page and make two columns, one headed, what do I want? And the other, how can I get it? And then think outside the square I ask my clients to go wild with their thoughts. It may not be exactly what they really want to do in their life. However, thinking outside the square and going wild with the thoughts allows for a narrowing down of what they actually want to achieve in their life. For example, let's look at thinking about wanting to skydive. What is the first step? Perhaps making sure there is money for lessons, then booking the lessons then experiencing what it's like to begin to think about jumping out of a plane and what you would need to do to perhaps calm your nerves and so on. This is all written in the how can I get it column. These thoughts about what you may want to do continue to be written down until you come to a point where you are actually able to write down in the what do I want column things that are a lifetime dream and then how can I get it becomes easier to understand and work through. Following the desires of your heart, even when you don't even know where you are truly headed, may require you to tune into the integrity of your conscience and the wisdom of your soul to discover more of who you really are on your journey of a lifetime, recognising with each step That your world is changing for the better. I understand this podcast may bring up a lot of feelings for some, and it may be beneficial to seek the assistance of a counsellor or psychologist to begin to talk through some of the thoughts about your life and where you are heading. It doesn't matter what age you are, remember, this is your life. You are unique and special. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I do value your feedback and you can email me at mail at More
1: thoughts always coming up and I'm glad, Jan, that um, whenever you put that at the end, whenever you say at the end, um, you know, about uh, you might want to talk to a professional or a counsellor mm. because things will come up. And what struck me listening to this is I think so often as we go through life, we, we literally just end up there without making too much of a conscious decision. And I, what struck me listening to you was that do people think I need to make changes in my life? I, I want to do something different and I don't know how to go about it. And would people think to go and see someone like yourself to facilitate that because there are so many let's forget the practical roadblocks of of you know job house um finances family all those kind of things that are very easy tangible things compared to childhood blocks negative messages um social things reinforcing in our heads that we're not good enough or we're not deserving of um How do you reach people to say, this is how we can help? This is what I do to help you.
0: Um, I'm not quite sure exactly what you mean. I think uh, counselling is such a personal thing for people. And I think sometimes they could be avoiding it even. And they don't really want to come and talk about their pain. So, or anything that's occurring in them. However, they do become aware that what's happening in their body is n- is not helpful for them anymore. So they'll come in and say, "I just don't know what's happening to me," or "I don't know what's going on."
1: So something has to. Something negative. It's almost like something negative has to happen to drive them. It's not like we go to the doctor and go, oh, let's just check if anything's wrong with me but I feel fine. It's like we don't go to a counsellor and go, I'm feeling fine but I want to do something different so let's check me out before I start sort of thing. It's almost like something has to happen to drive them.
0: Yeah, and however sometimes somebody can come in and say not so much that they feel fine, that um, there's just something possibly not quite right, I don't know, I feel stuck, I don't know how to move forward, I don't know, um, This, I feel there's something more that I want in my life. I just don't know how to get it. And I'm just checking in to sort of just talk about this, you And know? I think
1: that's a feeling that a lot of people will have but not be able to identify. Mm-hmm. Like the, the wanting of something more, I thought there was more to life than this, I, I've ended up here. And do you see that as a later life thing?
0: No, oh, it can be, yeah. Um, and change can be, a, uh, sometimes um, it can be more difficult to to make those changes or to even know how to navigate any change. Um, and that, at the, at the older you get because becoming, as we've talked about in the body, remembering it becomes a patterning mm-hmm. of the ways of being, um, However, it could be a relationship situation where they maybe their partner might be saying, "If this doesn't stop, then I'm I'm out of here." And so that person might start to think, "Well, perhaps it's time for me to to look at what I'm I'm doing. I just don't know what I'm doing wrong," mm. sort of thing. Um, and it does get to that point where uh, some people realise they look they, they look back on their life and go, "Oh my goodness." I'm not, I haven't achieved what I've set out to do. I I want to make sure that I can do something different for this latter part of my life. So that can be a turning point. I found myself around, and I have to say it, it's 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 men and women, but I do find, and it, because it happened to me in my mid-40s, I do find that a lot of women come to me in their mid-40s and see and say, I don't know what's going on for me. And uh, and they're reflecting on the fact that they they don't know where to go forward because I guess they're about to turn 50, Uh, that sort of thing will happen. And and I will just normalise that because what's happened often is those people, those women, and men too, have got to that point where their families might have grown up or they've, they've experienced their patterning in their family life and now they're thinking, what about me? I must have I've forgotten myself. I don't i don't even know who I am.
1: It's like we found ourselves here. How did we get here? Going? Yeah,
0: I'm here. I've done all that. I've raised the family. I've, you know, I've done all that sort of stuff. Well, where am I? What mm. am I? When, and I'm, I'm nearly 50. Um,
1: and that's so much about, I think, Alan Watts talks about um, how it's almost set up from school. It's like we go to school, we pass our exams because we have to go to university because we need to get a career because we need to buy a house, we need to buy a big car, we need to have a family, we need to put our kids through school and university the same. And he, he uses the firm term, um, it's all wretched and no vomit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's I can I can fully understand and, and see why people get to that point where the kids have left and the family's gone. And, and as you say, especially women because I think culturally – it's often from you know a throwback from our parents' time is that the woman was there to create the the foundation for all that to happen, mm. and then they've gotten to the point where they've realised that yeah you know, what happened to them and the things they wanted to do as a young girl, mm. and I think more today there are more opportunities for young women, but I think still culturally there's very much that you know we're still pushing people through that sort of mill. Mm. And, and um, I, I think by, you know, by listening to your podcast and, you know, what I got out of this one especially was that negative self-talk, that I'm not deserving of that. Like, mm. why should I be able to do that? Mm. And I think that, you know, media-wise that really gets um, put out there. Like we're subject to so much stuff in so much negative imagery in the media still today. And I think trying to find some way to empower people's, it's my life, I need to take control of it and take it to where I want to go to because we're not really given that, I don't think.
0: No. And it still comes back down to, once again, I will sort of say that it often happens more for women, from my experience over 20 years of counselling, that... um, it's, it, you have to think about others rather than yourself. It's so, it, it, There's a childhood message, quite a strong one for a lot of women. Uh, it's selfish to think about yourself, itself, you know. However, uh, thinking about yourself is so important because you can't be there for others if you're not there for yourself first.
1: Who was it that said, um, f- f- fill others cup from that which runneth over from your own? And, and that was something when I was, you know, going through recovery and and that was something that I found so important I'd never had a concept of filling my own cup anyway I'd always been very codependent and if I didn't fill others cups up first then I was a bad person and (laughs) uh, whatever scraps were left that's why I didn't even think about the scraps for me but it's uh it's debilitating
0: Mm, it's lovely that you can reflect on that from the male perspective Uh, because often men won't uh, admit to that, or can't, don't talk about it, or it's just not something in their vocabulary. But often it can be for a woman. Mm. Uh, for I've found.
1: Yeah, very much so, and that's. I think that's that mother thing. Like I yeah. said with, with my wife, um, it's like who's. I I feel it's my place to make sure her cup is full, because she's filling up everybody else's cups <laughs> <Yeah>. around her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, right now you know my cup's always. Um, for and I'm grateful for that and and happy to give that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it was lovely to hear that uh, about um, making your own way and and um, not listening to that
0: self-talk. Yes. And yeah, uh, you know, in that podcast particularly, uh, that it is just it's about life. It's about life, how you want to live it. It's your life. Uh, it's special and unique to you and you are special and unique. And it's about thinking, yes, you may have been nurturing and caring for for quite a long period of time and often that nurturing and caring hasn't flowed, flowed over into you personally. So it's about what now, what can you give yourself so that you know that you have your life and how do you want to live your life, what do you want it to look like, mm. how do you want it to be.
1: And it's a great example to set, in, you know, if you have children, it's. I think it's a wonderful example to set to your children. And I, I used the phrase selfful for myself rather than selfish because mm. it, it sounded more positive.
0: That. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: and I and I see it today, like with my wife, like the example that she sets to her kids is like I'm going to do the things that are important to me mm. so that I can maintain myself and, and give joy into myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then share that onwards. And I think, again, it's that you know, filling up your own cup first.
0: Mm, I love that because um, when I do any parenting groups or work with parents, uh, I always help them to understand that when you're caring for yourself, when you put yourself first, that's what they're saying, that they are okay to, for them to do that. They're learning that it's okay. They don't, uh, it's important to, to care for, for yourself. So you're teaching them a valuable lesson it's such a positive thing for kids to see.
1: It's, it's almost a, uh, it's almost like been missed out generationally and yet now we're realising that that's a really good positive thing for your kids to learn, but mm. it's going to take another few generations I mm. think, for that to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's great.
1: Lovely talking as lovely. always. Jan. Thank <laughs> yeah, you so much again for letting me interrupt No, that's lovely, Jerry. Thank you. Love, love the forward.
0: conversations.
1: It's wonderful. I look forward to your next one. Thank you.
0: Thank you.